You are tuned in to Lightworkers Lounge, tales of having a human experience in a spiritual world. JL was saying to me the other day, Ah, Seth, you would have been the most amazing journalist ever. Why didn't you pursue that in college? And I was like, damn, man, you're right. I so would have smoked the game as a journalist. I love to travel. I have no problem asking strangers really soulful, depthful questions. <laughs> would have been so good. The Scorpio moon in me would just investigate and get to the bottom of things. I always joke with you guys on readings that Scorpio placements want to be private investigators, and that means me too, and how reading a birth chart is like pulling up your soul's blueprint and connecting the dots with all the evidence in your chart and then the evidence you give me, and I love it. I can't get enough of it. Hey, guys. Welcome to another episode of Lightworkers Lounge. It's your host and your friend, Stephanie Powers. I do want to say something real quick. Scooch up, get a little comfortable, grab your coffee, grab your tea, turn off the water if you're doing dishes, put down the knife if you're chopping vegetables. I sound happy right now as I record this for you, but I'm not. I'm not happy today. Um, it's so gray and overcast here in South Texas, like day after day after day, and it does a number on me. And not only that, I just, maybe I'm taking in too much negative information about all the things that are wrong with the world, or um, Kaya, the foster dog we have, it's not been going good. <laughs> it just makes me feel like, dang, we tried to do a good thing by rescuing a dog, but there's been lots of bites and aggression and nobody taking her and thousands of dollars for vet bills unexpected. And it's just, it's just been a lot. And I think it all came to a head towards the end of this Scorpio season to where I just want to sit and stare at the marsh and cry. But as an entrepreneur, as someone who has got really high goals and aspirations, I will let myself go sit under the hot shower for 20 minutes after this to soothe my water moon soul, but I show up. I show up and I just keep it real with you guys. And I let you know, like this podcast episode, I'll light up. It's Sag season. Sag is the fun class clown and I am a Sagittarius, December 6th, baby. But... Uh, I'm just not feeling it. And I have my phases of feeling just deep, hard emotions. And today is one of them. So with that said, I really wanted to share that because I was worried that I would get on here, start, I would steer my mind away from just the depressive, heavy feelings I've had all day to where I just look at JL and start crying where I'm driving, running errands, and I don't even know how I got through those three stoplights because I'm just, uh, I wanted to be transparent because I think social media can do a number on our mental health when we just look and listen to everyone around us. I listen to other podcasters and I'm like, what the fuck? They record episodes like every other day and they're happy and they're laughing and they're joking and I, it takes everything in me to show up once a week on a good day. Like, how do they do it? And so 
as I get into this and steer my mind away from my own mental struggles and brain pain, I just want to remind you guys that it's because I'm talking about something that lights me up and I'm passionate about, but I am going through my own just blah phase, but self-discipline, like you guys hear me say, I did not want to show up and record this. I was just like, I suck this episode. They'll feel it. They'll hear it. I, I don't know if I'll even make sense because my brain feels so flat. You want to know what I did? I was backing out of Natural Grocers parking lot and I forgot that I parked next to a light in the parking lot. <laughs> and so I was backing up and I just cranked my wheel all the way to the right as if, you know, I'm backing out of a spot. Crunch, just totally fudged up my whole front right bumper with yellow paint from the light. And I was like, nice, happy Sagittarius. <laughs> and I did. I laughed because Sagittarius is notorious for having fucked up cars. <laughs> and I just thought, you know what? I am a Sag. It is my season. Would it not be appropriate to add another dent or ding to my vehicle? <laughs> and then I crank up my hip hop and my bass and my subwoofer in the back and I take off. <laughs> Oh, you got to laugh at life, right? So guys, with that said, let's get into this. Welcome Sagittarius season. I the archer, I've been the prey. Who could ever leave me, darling? But who could stay? Taylor Swift, Nicki Minaj, Britney Spears, Walt Disney. These are some fellow Sagittarians. We're going to talk about what they all have in common for sure to really drive home the point of what is a Sagittarius or the nickname Sagittarius. <laughs> it's the archer. It's the half horse, half man. Whenever I do medical astrology readings, which yes, those are still going strong. Please, if you want a little health coach astrology mixed into your reading, go invest in one of those. But Sagittarius is half horse. Ow, my tea spilled. It's fucking hot. <laughs> Sagittarius. Not editing that out because this is real life. Um, Sagittarius is half horse, half man. And so knowing this, if you were a Sagittarius and you have a Sagittarius sun, moon, rising, Venus, um, Mars, Mercury, this is important to know. You store energy in your thighs, in your legs, mental energy, right? Like I was just telling you guys, I ain't feeling good. Well, guess what I haven't done? Exercised. I have not moved my body because these cold gray days just make me want to. And we've been battling some strange respiratory virus that has just had us feeling like an eternal cold has gripped us. But. Of course I've got brain pain, right? I let myself sit and feel it and I say, well, yeah, my thighs aren't sore. I'm not doing my usual squats and my lunges. I haven't rode my bike in months. <laughs> you know what I loved about this summer? I never had depression. I never had a low day. Why? Because I rode my bike like 10 miles every single day. Moved those Sagittarius thighs. So when Sagittarius doesn't move their legs, you don't have to go cycling or do CrossFit. You can simply go for a walk to the end of your street and this will make a difference you'll feel it the energy that's stored in the thighs which is the part of the body sag rules if you don't move it it moves up to your head and it manifests as add adhd ocd sagittarius is one of those that is kind of what's the word i'm looking for susceptible to schizophrenia bipolar 
all the mental things because they're not moving their body. They're not using their legs. So that's the physical, medical astrology side of it. But the emotional, spiritual side of it is if Sag is not speaking their truth, if they are not seeking new knowledge actively all the time, if they're not attending class or even just going to the park and talking to a stranger and asking them, hey, if you could give your younger self a piece of advice, what would it be? Like, teach me. What, what wisdom do you have? They're going to have the brain pain. They're going to not feel so good mentally. And while Sagittarius, and this is for all of us, whether you have Sagittarius in your chart or not, what we don't realize with this sign is that it's the biggest Go big or go home. Why is it the biggest? Because Jupiter is its ruler. And Jupiter is the biggest planet in our solar system. So while you can read about Sagittarius and hear that they are so happy-go-lucky, a class clown, their laugh is louder than life itself, they're so lucky, they have nine lives. Nine is their number in the zodiac. It's true. But there's always a duality always a polarity. What comes with all of those can sometimes be, yes, this is, I'm about to say it, Sagittarius can sometimes be the cruelest motherfucker in the Zodiac. They can be mean. They can be nasty. If anyone's listening to this thinking like, I hear all these Sag things about truth seekers and wisdom, but you're thinking of like a mom or a dad or an old friend or an old lover that burned the shit out of you and they were a Sagittarius terrorist. (laughs) This is why. Because Sag blows up anything it touches. So if a Sagittarius is having a good time, they're having the best time because it's a good time on steroids. If a Sagittarius feels tied down, feels grumpy, feel like they can't be their authentic, it's depression, it's bipolar, it's deep, dark, evil, depressive because it blows it up. Look at Jupiter in your birth chart, right? This is Sagittarius's planet. If it touches any other planet or one of the angular lines in your chart, it blows that up, which let's say it touches your Venus. That could make you the biggest lover in the world. You love, love, you date multiple people or you love, love so much. You're so committed to one person till death you part, no matter what the sign of your Venus is. Or it could cause chaotic on steroid type of death and rebirth style relationships. It touches things and blows them up and magnifies them. Jupiter. So, I mean, think of Taylor Swift. We're going to get into why she's a Sagittarius and how it makes sense. But that girl is on fire right now. She's huge. And it's almost like people question, well, why? Like people, the things people say about her, I'm a Swifty. I love her. I have loved that girl since I was 16 years old. I cannot believe I've never seen her live. Oh, we've got to fix that. Somebody help me. But people say like her songs are so bland. They're so just black and white. They're not, they're not like a lyrical genius. I beg to differ, but people say that. And people are like, oh, she dates too many people. She's ruled by Jupiter. Is she not supposed to eat, drink, and be merry? Oh, her songs aren't that special. Well, what a Sagittarius does that makes them successful is they take the little monotonous things in life and they blow them up and they make them big and they put them under a magnifying glass. Taylor Swift does that beautifully, poetically, rhythmically. She takes a normal average relationship experience and puts it under a microscope and blows it up and gives you the inner workings. I mean, come on. She wrote a 10-minute song called All Too Well about little things. 
Here we are again on that little town street. You almost ran the red because you were looking over me. Like such a basic event. You stop at a stoplight, turns red, someone looks over at you, right? But she blew that up and made it this poetic song that everybody sings for 10 minutes straight. So Sagittarius. I think of Walt Disney, right? Walt Disney took a field mouse. Have you ever Googled his story? If not, it's worth it. He took a field mouse and the most average, basic animal, a mouse, and made it into the main character, Mickey Mouse. It's amazing what Sagittarians do. Jael and I were doing a little case study of all the successful businesses here in the U.S. and Dutch Bros Coffee. Have you guys ever heard of it? Well, if you have, it's definitely more West Coast based. We always go when we're in Denver, Colorado. But it's owned, it was owned, by two brothers, a Capricorn and a Sagittarius. And if you've ever been to Dutch Bros, you know that they've got a really seamless system. Like You fly through the long line that they always have in the drive-thru, and their coffee is always delicious. They just, they nail it. And the kids who are working there are always so happy. It's amazing. And they always ask you in the line, like, how you doing? What are you up to today? They're so fun. But every time you go, they're blasting hip-hop either inside or outside, and you're like, oh, there's like a soccer mom with her two kids. You want to turn that <laughs> that Nicki Minaj down? <laughs> and we just laugh because we're like, I bet the Sagittarius came up with the idea for the hip-hop, for the kids saying, hey, what's up, man? How you doing? And the Capricorn was like, oh, dude, you're going to know. You cannot do that. That is inappropriate. We have to cater to all ages. Um, sadly, the Capricorn brother died of a heart attack, and... Um, his brother still runs it and they did really, really well for themselves. But we always laugh about that because we think that is so Sagittarius Capricorn. Capricorn makes things seamless. The same coffee every time. The line goes right through. Train the people well. That's Capricorn. Sagittarius says, okay, thanks for doing that. Well, it's got to be an experience. We need to, music is always a part of a coffee shop, but let's blast it so loud. <laughs> let's hire only people that are so friendly and say, hey, what's up? <laughs> Sagittarius throws their flair on it. So that's a good analogy of what Sag does when it touches things, right? Sagittarius season is November 22nd until December 21st. It's a fire sign. We fire signs. You can point us out. We get red when we're blushing, when we're angry, when we work out. We get really, really red and blotchy on our skin. Sagittarius is ruled by number nine, Jupiter. It's a mutable fire sign, meaning you can change a Sag's mind. Sag loves change. Mutable signs, they love change. They are not fixed. They are not cardinal. Sag's mutable signs carry you into the next season. They tell you, it's okay, change is good. Here you go, winter, or here you go, summer, for my Southern Hemisphere listeners. Ruled by Jupiter, planet of abundance, good luck, wisdom seeking. And the sister sign for Sagittarius is Gemini. Ooh. <laughs> Gemini and Sag. How are these two sisters? They love to talk. They love to hear themselves talk. 
These two have a thirst for knowledge. Now, the only difference between the two is I always use like a 1930s ball for an example. Gemini walks into the party as the bell of the ball. Everybody knows Gemini. They're like, oh, hey, Gemini, how are you? Good to see you. And Gemini says, great. How's your cousin Jenny? Oh, is your, your son's about what, five months old now? How is he? And they remember little details about everyone. So Gemini continues bouncing from social circle to social circle, getting to know everyone. How's it going? What's the latest goss? <laughs> Sagittarius walks in late, as usual, and <laughs> such a sad trait to be late. And they skip right past all the social circles. Everybody wants to say hi to them. Sag, where have you been? We haven't seen you in forever. You just kind of ghosted and disappeared. <laughs> yep, I did, says Sag. And Sag walks up to the stage, grabs the microphone and says, hey, you guys, I know I ghosted us for a while, but I've been in Italy for three months and I learned how they make their pizza so good. Let me come show you. Everybody meet me in the kitchen. And everyone is just enthralled with how ballsy a Sag is. So they go and they follow and they do make the best pizza. And Sag has people gather around and they share and eat and drink together. And Sag tells these stories that are larger than life. And everyone becomes very envious of Sagittarius and wants to hang out with them because who? That is one person that has a life well lived. They are going to be proud of their eulogy when they pass. Woo, I want to hang out with a person like that. Another example I use to describe these two sisters, Gemini Sag, they both rule education. Gemini is the public school teacher. They're so smart. They're so good. And they love the socialization that comes with K through 12. But Sagittarius is the college professor. In fact, this is the number one sign of somebody who is a college professor, right? So they're bigger. They want to go big and they want to work with people who have these big dreams. Think of college students. They've got dreams. They've got goals and they want to learn and then they want to chase and go out in that world and get it. Sag wants to teach that. Um, another example for this is let's say, let's drive it home. Let's say one of your friends is married, and they cheat on their spouse. Oof, yuck, an affair. Gemini wants to find out so they can gossip about it. They want to hear, oh my gosh, what happened? Oh my gosh, they're so, I can't believe it. Actually, I can, I saw it all along. I knew it. It was in the way he spoke about you. <laughs> I knew it. And then Gemini says, okay, well, I won't tell anybody, but they'll tell everyone. <laughs> Sagittarius comes along, and they're like, hey, Sag, my partner just cheated on me. And they're like, well... What did you do? And you're like, what? I didn't do anything. I got cheated on. I'm the victim here. Sag is like, no. Even if you just chose to be with someone like that, you, you can snip that out a mile away. So what did you do? And they're like, did nothing. I, I got cheated on. Like, I'm the victim. What do you mean? And Sag hurts feelings that way. But here's one thing that Sag will do that Gemini or other signs won't. They'll go to the person who would the cheater. They'll go to the cheater, and let's say everybody's like friends with each other, but everyone wants to point the finger at the cheater and say, they're a dick, they're a scumbag, she's a slut, and they just want to go all out with, oh, how dare you cheat, blah, blah, blah. But Sag will go to the cheater and be like, hey, friend, I ain't mad at you. I ain't judging you. But what happened to you? What, what, what happened in your relationship that, like, are you okay? Because cheating's not fun. Lust, sure, can get some dopamine going in your brain, but at the end of the day, it's not fun. It sucks. So, like, what happened to you, man? 
woman, what happened? Why are you cheating? That must not feel good. Who hurt you? Was it your mom? Was it your dad? Is your partner abusive and nobody knows? Like, tell me, man. <laughs> Sag says, big picture. Zoom out and look at the forest instead of the trees with me. The symbol for Sagittarius is a cool one. It's the bow and arrow. It's the archer. And that's oh, Taylor Swift. She's got so many Easter eggs in her stuff. Did you know in the Lover music video, so I think she wrote that about her previous partner, Joe Alwyn, and he's a Pisces. And if you pay attention to the record player in the background of the music video, the Pisces and Sagittarius constellations are on the record. It's so cool. Her little, her eye for detail. There is a theory that she has a Cancer moon, but she's actually born on the cusp. And I'm going with a Gemini moon. Come on. Who can crank out that many songs? I'm going with the Gemini moon. But... It's really neat. And she wrote a song called Archer. And I think that that line, who could ever leave me, darling, but who could stay? <laughs> darling, I'm a nightmare dressed like a daydream. <laughs> so Sagittarius. Who could ever leave me? Because I'm so fun. I have a loud laugh. I'm goofy. I remind you that don't take life so serious. We're all dying. But who could stay? Who could put up with someone who is so detached, who always wants to run, who never takes things serious? Like if you're someone craving commitment and passion and adult conversations <laughs> and stability, a Sagittarius is probably not for you. Now, of course, I say that knowing the moon, the rising, Venus, Mars, you got to take so many other things into place. But the Sagittarius sun, it's a core part of their personality is to run, is to play. My mom is always telling me, Steph, you get so sick because you just need to slow down. You just need to stay put somewhere. I'm like, yeah, mom, you're not wrong, but I am a Sagittarius. It is literally written on my forehead when I came to earth in the box that it said, must travel, must play. My life is not for everyone. It's confusing. I know. Everyone on Instagram is like, where do you live now? I moved so frequently. I've got tired of updating it. I am just going to do me without the added influence and opinions of others. This life feels good for me strategically chose to not have children so far so that I could do this and there's nothing wrong with having children I bet it's so beautiful and fun at times but I chose this this is the sage life that I chose right so the symbol is the bow and arrow symbolizing the outdoors Sagittarius is so known for their love of the outdoors aiming high Shoot you down with truth is another definition of this bow and arrow. But it's simply the archer. Like when you look at the symbol, it's a half horse, half man, right? Somebody who uses those horse legs to run to another part of the world to learn something new. Sages do not kick it at resorts. They go to learn, to talk to locals, to experience local culture. And then those legs run back home and jump over the fence and the boundaries of the world and come back home and to teach everyone about their experience. But the little centaur, the half horse, half man, is aiming towards the sky. And this represents Sagittarius' thirst for knowledge, thirst for energy that isn't so dense, that isn't so heavy like it is here on Earth. I was just talking to one of you guys through email, and she mentioned that she went on a flight and was talking to a guy, and he talked, 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 talked. And at the end, she was like, you must be a Gemini. And he was like, no, I'm actually a Libra. So fellow air sign, talk, talk, talk. But um, I told her, like, that's so beautiful. And I'll, 
another one of lovely listeners who I'm working with on the universe package. She's amazing. She was telling me how she's a Pisces and she usually doesn't say hi to people or talk. It's such a Pisces thing. I know so many Pisces that dread Uber rides, whereas me, Sagittarius, is like, I can't get enough of them. My, my Uber driver will go in circles so we can finish our conversation. <laughs> but Pisces seem to say, ugh, worst nightmare. But she's like, normally I don't talk to someone, but a woman came on the plane and she sat next to me and I noticed we were wearing the same brand of boots. So I struck up a conversation and we ended up talking the whole time and uh, they shared their moon signs with each other. And I just thought, I love these stories of meeting strangers on airplanes. I have two, so many faces, like six or seven faces pop in my mind when I think of all the cool people I've met in the sky. And I, here's my theory. I swear that energy gets lighter the higher up you are. I've lived at 8,000 feet elevation in Colorado, and it was one of my favorite chapters of life. It's just lighter. Oh my gosh, hike a 14er in the summertime in Colorado, you'll never be the same. You'll never forget that moment. You feel lighter, just lighter. Sure, it's lack of oxygen, but you feel different. And so I feel like when you're up in a plane in the sky, 30,000 feet cruising, the energy is lighter. You can talk to a stranger next to you. You can share things nobody here on earth knows about you because it just feels easier. So call me witchy, call me woo-woo, but I'm sticking with this theory that there's a density on earth when, when your feet are touching the ground. Like There's so much heaviness and negativity swirling on our soil right now everywhere on the planet that... It gets lighter when you're 30,000 feet up. Love always, you're Sagittarius. One word next to discover or wisdom or truth seeker that is associated with Sagittarius is optimism. They rule optimism, happiness. And this is because, because Sagittarius have such a plethora of experiences. They've traveled here. They've gone there. They really have rich lives, usually, that they know through experience that anything can happen at any time and that good times are always due to return. Um, the other morning, I got up and I went for my walk to the end of our road. First thing, I mean, I just woke up, put my hair in a bun, threw on a sweatshirt and walked. And it was the most beautiful sunrise. Oh, so pretty. And this quote came to me. I said, ask the morning. Ask the morning. I thought this is such a good idea just to ask the morning, is it going to be okay? Of course it's going to be okay. A sunrise can always give you the hope and the optimism and the trust that even after the longest, coldest, darkest night, the sun always comes up. You know, I think Sagittarius is such a crowd favorite. I remember I polled you guys. Perhaps I should do an updated version because this was last New Year's Eve. I was hanging out with you guys doing Instagram lives, talking about astrology and I asked you, who is your current favorite zodiac sign? And Sagittarius won by a long shot. I'm like, of course they do, because they never stick around enough for you to get to know them and see all sides of them. You just get to see the funny, happy-go-lucky, woohoo side, and then they dip. <laughs> they dip. <laughs> but I think it's because of their sense of humor. Who doesn't love someone who laughs everything off? It's their way of making everyone feel human, and you can feel the lightness in their no-strings-attached personalities. You know, I've often looked at my own chart. You guys know. I hear say it all the freaking time. I've got Scorpio Moon, 
Taurus rising, Scorpio, Venus. Those are some serious loyalty fixed signs. And every time I read about Scorpio, Venus, Scorpio, Moon, it's like jealous, 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 jealous. And I have never, of course, I've seen people that I was envious of, but it never lasts long. But in relationships, I've never been jealous. It's such a foreign, I almost want to experience what it feels like just to see, but I can't. It's just not something in me that I have. And I've been like, well, this doesn't make sense at all until I study when somebody has Sagittarius and their son, especially your core personality, your ego, that can really cancel out those jealous feelings that a Scorpio can sometimes have. My personal philosophy in it is that I'm not jealous of someone because no one is me. There can be people that are better looking than me. There can be people who have better podcasts than me, people who are taller than me, have better bodies than me. I don't don't know. I don't even think about that shit, but they're not me. They're not my personality. They're not my brain. They're not my ego. They're not me and they never can be me. And so isn't that beautiful? And knowing that, why would I be jealous of anybody? Because there's no, now with AI, I don't know. nobody can be me. And so I just, I can't feel jealous. I don't know. Freedom, freedom, freedom is Sagittarius oxygen. They will choose the more difficult road where they make less money or they live in a place that is not so comfortable. If it means they answer to no one but themselves. Who do you think invented van life? (laughs) Sag. Gosh, you guys remember when I lived down in the Florida Keys? I lived in a tiny ass little tree house for a fraction of the cost of what it usually costs to live down in the Keys. And I had a little tiny ass shower that I had to use a lot because I was always covered in sand, beach life. But the hot water would last all of three minutes and I'd have to get out because it got cold. Uh, I had to do my dishes in a tiny bathroom sink and I had to cook outside. I mean, it was it was rough in it. It was camping in <laughs> a tiny tiny place, but I didn't care. Why? Because I could afford it by myself and I didn't have to answer it or rely on anybody. And I lived down there by myself. I could do whatever I wanted. I could wake up at whatever time I wanted. I could work as long or as little as I wanted. And oh, Sagittarius food for the soul. So this is what Sagittarius will do. You know, a lot of people like to judge them because they're like, how can you live out of a van that long? How can you live a lifestyle like that? To people who have Taurus, Capricorn, Virgo, earthy placements, they might look at that and go, oh my God, like that does not look appealing or fun. You're, you're roughing it. You're backpacking through Europe, living off of crackers and wearing dirty underwear every day. Like that's gross. But to a Sag or someone with heavy Sagittarius or ninth house placements, that's their kryptonite. That's their fun. That's when they feel the most free. Let them be. You guys know I say that quote, like don't try and fix someone encourage them to, of course, ask them to, if you're in a really committed partnership with them, but love someone for who they are or leave them alone. Love someone for who they are or just leave them alone. Because of this freedom loving nature of Sagittarius, they rarely interfere with what someone thinks is best for them. And they don't have a jealous bone in their body. So Sagittarius love to get on their soapbox and have a podcast and teach and talk and talk about their truths, get on their high horse. But one thing they'll never do is tell you how to live your life. You should do this. You should really do that. You, you won't see them doing that. They understand that 
Everybody's got their own life. Everybody's got their own experiences. Sag isn't even too tied down and connected to anyone enough to be like, you need to do this. They know that everybody can make their own decisions. And even if they think the decision someone is making is wrong and they don't understand it, well, they also know that, well, when they have to absorb the consequences for that decision, I won't be around. So whatever, do your thing, which could be careless, which can definitely allude to that reckless attitude that we're going to talk about that Sagittarius can have. But that's one thing we all love about Sag is they don't force you to do anything because they don't care. They know that you can make your own decision. You're a grown adult. Figure it out. <laughs> when, oh, here's my notes. I said, when the horse is trapped in a gate, it gets reckless. Mean. I'm telling you, if you have a Sagittarius in your life and they have not gone on a trip at least once a month, if they have been homebound, they ain't going to be happy. Centaur, half horse, half man. What does a horse need to do? They need to run. They got to go in the wild west and they got to run west to explore untouched land to report back on what it's like to everybody out east. When a Sagittarius, I don't care if they got all Taurus and Scorpio and all Cancer and the homebody signs in their chart, there is a fundamental part of them that has got to expand their horizons. They've got to. I don't care what they say. I don't care what excuse they make. I don't have money. I don't have time. Yes, you do. Make it. You can. But if a Sagittarius you know has not even like skipped town for a weekend, please encourage them to do so. Otherwise, they could turn into their cousin Aries and get really angry and agitated and mean. Think of a horse trapped in a tiny barn and it never gets to run. That thing's going to bust through the walls eventually. It's a force to be wrecked with. So, Sagittarius rules blunt truth telling we always hear like Sagittarius is just so blunt with their truth you want to know the truth about something ask a Sag they'll tell you Sag really has to come here to learn that sometimes some people need the truth to be soft it makes them feel better whether it's their own insecurities or whether it's it's just rough not everybody is as rough and as brash and can focus on the realistic side of life. Some people are not ready for that. And that is a lesson Sagittarius placements do need to learn. It's like, hey, tone it down. Think before you speak. Get your foot out of your mouth. I always tell JL, hey, can you read this before I post it? Hey, do you th I just said this on the podcast. Do you think that's offensive? Because I really don't know. And he's, he's definitely saved me from some things sometimes, I believe. Sagittarius rules luck. And they really believe in their luck. These are the people who will risk it all on one hand. And normally, they land on their feet. It's just a part of the Sagittarius dynamic. They, they're like a cat. You kick them off a tree and they land on their feet. They are luck. These, this sign is extremely lucky. And so again, a lot of people look at Sagittarians and go, what, you're quitting your job and selling your things and moving across the country? And they're like, yeah. Why? What about it? Don't tell a Sag. That's not smart. That's not wise because they're going to go no matter what. You don't need to make it more stressful for them. They're already a little nervous about it, but they're throwing it all in and they're going. We need these pioneers. We need Sagittarians to do this thing. We need the wild people who say they're going to do crazy things. Even if they don't, they'll come back with a good story to tell. Let them go be wild because they usually win. The key to Sagittarius is possibility, right? Whenever we have this new goal or this new idea or we start dating a new person or we want to move somewhere new or quit our job and try a new one full time, what's the first thing we say? What if it doesn't work? 
what if what if they don't like me back? What if they say no? What if I what if I run out of money? What if I get there and it all crumbles? Sagittarius says, hey. But what if it does? What if it does work out? That's one question I love to pose to myself is I get in my head and say, well, what if it doesn't work out? What if I try this risk? What if I publish this and nobody buys it? Ah, but what if a million people buy it? Play with that. What if I quit my job because I want to pursue something I'm passionate about and I lose all my money? Oh, but what if you don't? What if you make twice as much? And what Sagittarius shares with their fire sign cousin Aries is they truly don't care. <laughs> Sag says, okay, what if you ask that person out and they say no? <laughs> Big deal. There's so many other fish in the sea. There's so many other people that you can go meet. Trust me, you think now that your life is ruined because you broke up with that person and you'll never see the light of day. Yeah, right. Things can change so quick. By next summer, you won't even know this happened, says Sagittarius. So long as you fill your life with wonderful experiences, not things, said Sagittarius. What if it does work out? What if war never happened again? It was abolished. And, and five years from now, we teach in classrooms like, oh, wow, back in the day, people shot these things called guns. And there were planes that dropped bombs. Like, whoa, it'll never happen again. But this is what it used to. What, what would, how would the world be if war never happened again? What if, ooh, here's one. What if no one ever had to worry about money again? What would, we, what would the community be like? What would the world be like? If everybody knew their basic necessities were covered and things like going on vacations or buying fancy designer things, you'd have to work a little extra to make more money for that. But what if nobody had to worry about rent, food, healthcare, education? What would that world be like? What if there was a magic pill that erased all of your past trauma? It was gone. And so when you met new people, probably on an airplane where the energy's lighter, <laughs> you never thought, well, I can't trust this person because they remind me of so-and-so who lied to me. Yeah, I'm not going to be friends with this person because, oh, all my friendships have crumbled in the past and it's so awkward and uncomfortable. I'm not going to say yes to that date because ugh, relationships are so hard to navigate. Yeah, but what if you don't remember? What if you don't remember anything that happened to you? And so you jump feet first, both feet in, head first, feet first, whatever. But you put both feet in to everything and everyone you encounter. Some journal prompts for Sagittarius season. And this is for all of us, whether you have Sagittarius in your chart or not. What beliefs do I hold that are currently shaky? What are some beliefs in your mind that you're like, wow, this is always... This belief has always been a part of my identity. Maybe it's something like you always thought you were a Democrat, but now you kind of feel like you're in the middle or you're a Republican. And you're like, how do I share this with people? This is kind of scary. What if, I don't know, what if at first you thought, well, I'm a nurse and this tiny town and this is all that I thought I would do, but now I kind of want to go be a yoga instructor in Costa Rica. And people are never going to believe that that's what I want to do and they're going to make fun of me, but that's kind of where my beliefs are taking me. So what beliefs do you currently hold that are on shaky ground? 
you're ready to break free from something, can you wait just a little longer to not make the risk so dramatic? During Sagittarius season, it's not necessarily time to break free, but it's time to aim that bow and arrow towards the sky to see what is possible if you do break free. It's time to imagine, envision, and prepare. What would breaking free feel like? Can you wait just a little longer and envision Place yourself in the moment of how it'll feel when you break free. So you're prepared to do that during Capricorn season, season of self-discipline and hard work where you feel ready to do it. When I die and someone writes a eulogy of my life, what do I hope it says? At the end of your life, if you're blessed to live till you're old or if it were to, God forbid, end before the end of this year. What do you hope people write in your eulogy? Have you done any of that yet? Have you lived to tell that story? You know, so many times we, 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 we come up with all these fear-based notions of why we can't do something. The most perfect example of this is one time me and Jail, my mom, and Jeffrey the Pug were driving from Orlando back to our Airbnb in Panama City Beach, Florida. And we stopped by some um, springs. They have these beautiful, clear river springs in that part of the state. And we were all, we were just en route to go home on the highway, but we saw the sign and me and Jay were like, let's go, let's go kayak, like glass bottom boat. Let's just go rent a kayak for 20 bucks and go paddle down the river to break up this drive. And my mom was like, oh my gosh, like, no, we can't, that's $20 per boat. That's a lot of money for the three of us. So I, I don't have waterproof, I didn't bring a change of clothes. I, I don't have my waterproof shoes. I don't have my waterproof case to protect my phone in case I drop it. And she just kept going on and on about why she couldn't go kayak and she, this woman loves to kayak, but she kept going on about all the reasons why she couldn't, why we're not prepared. We didn't bring lunch. We didn't bring a bug spray. We didn't bring a hat. We didn't bring sunscreen. I mean, she went down the list, poor thing. But me and JL just kind of plugged our ears, la, 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 la. And we went, JL went and rented them. And then we were like, all right, mama, here's your boat. Get in. Come on, jump on in. Let's go. And she just looked at us like, oh, where's Jeffrey going to sit? And I just grabbed him, put him in my boat. And I was like, right here. All right, let's go. <laughs> And she just, poor thing, so hesitant, was like, uh, what about my phone? I was like, here, I've got a doggy poo-poo bag. Wrap it in this. If it drops, I'll catch it. <laughs> so she did. And 30 minutes into our cruise in this beautiful, clear river where you can look down and see manatees and other wildlife, she, was, she looked at me and said, I'm really glad you guys pushed me to do this. This is amazing. I feel so good. And I was like, you're welcome, Mama. You're welcome. See, you just got to take a risk sometimes. And that's the perfect question. She was saying, what if it doesn't work out? What if it doesn't, what if this happens? And me and Joe just said, ah, but what if it does? What if this ends up being a core memory of happiness? And it did. So Sagittarius. And I'll leave you guys with this. Never underestimate the power of changing your scenery 
to change your life. And this doesn't have to be a two-week trip to Greece. This doesn't have to be saving up to go somewhere for weeks on end and thousands of dollars. Not at all. Never underestimate the power of renting a cheap Airbnb or going to a cheap motel that you just find on the side of the road somewhere in a place you've never been. This could be 30 minutes from your home. This could be an hour from your home. I mean, truly, open a map on your phone or a paper map if you're still rocking that and just look and literally X marks the spot. Get a Sharpie out and circle a place and be like, I have no idea what is there, but I'm going to go and I'm just going to spend one night. I'm just going to go on Saturday night and I'm just going to go. I'm going to have coffee and just look around. Just look at how other people live, what it must be like to see this place day in and day out. And just see. And that's it. That's the only intention to have when you go is to just give yourself different scenery. And you may tell yourself, this is a waste of my gas. This is a waste of my time. I don't know anybody. I'm going to feel alone and scared at night. Don't act like my mom. (laughs) You might find that you float perfectly down this river. And then it ends up being a core memory that you bank and remember that Beautiful sunrises always, always return. I feel better. Look, I'm taking my own advice. In the beginning of this, I was like, guys, I'm feeling bleh. And literally watching the sun go down as I record this, I feel lighter. It's, It's so true, that saying, if you're feeling down in the dumps, go help somebody else. If someone was mean to you today, go be kind to someone else. It works. Love always, your favorite Sagittarius on the airwaves. Thank you guys for listening to the podcast episode about Sagittarius season. Happy holidays to all of our U.S. listeners. And hey, thank you guys so much for leaving all these reviews um, for the podcast. It helps so, so much. I see it every day I check. I appreciate it. You guys are a credible internet friend community. I can't wait to have Lightworkers Lounge be a physical location one day to squeeze you tight in all seasons of the Zodiac. I'll see you guys next time. Send in love. Bye.